Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. Are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole, and Will T. Guess we're still waiting on the homie Ray Jeezy, and we are part of Amplifier Media at AmplifierMedia.com. What's going on, Will T? Everything's cool, man. Um, start out with the RIP to Zeke, you know, Sunday. Oh, Sunday yo, I know, man. RIP Zeke, man. You're a real one, bro. You're a real RIP one. Z. Yeah, he made a lot of a he brought a lot of laughter. Into he my sure life. did. <laughs> he did, man. He did. Zeke brought a lot of laughter. The memes, man. Does he, I, don't, I don't know if you're into memes, Will T, but the memes were classic with Zeke. Nah, I didn't see any. You need to send me some. Oh, I will, man. He, Zeke got some classic yeah, memes out there. So, yeah, I know because you don't do social media like that, but he got some classic. You know, there's one. You know how there was like you know class pictures. This, you know, class pictures of, you know, like when you're, you know, elementary school or whatnot, and you, like the mm-hmm. row of classes. I mean, you know, because obviously uh, Monet lied, lied about his age, so they have him in a class picture, like taller every kid. And all the kids are like, you know, the elementary kids, and it's, you got this grown-ass man in the back of the, uh, in, in the back, you know, Zeke is the grown-ass man in the back. But you know what I'm saying, like all the kids are... Uh, like a, a elementary elementary kids, and they're like you know somebody's out, you know somebody's like older older than the rest of the kids. It's like the inside joke because Monet had lied about that dude's age. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch yeah. of great memes about him, man. A bunch of great memes. Cool. When you get a chance, let me see something. I will, man. Yeah. Um, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. You know, you know me. I mean, it's like sports, man. It's a lot popping. A lot going on in the sports game, uh, especially this trade deadline stuff. I mean, we can't. I mean, we're not going to go heavy. In, we're not going to go heavy in it too because you know we're going to cover the local thing. But it's a lot going on. You know, with Halliburton going to uh, the Pacers. You got Sabonis going to the to the Kings. A lot going on, bro. I'm busy trying yeah, to get Westbrook man, out of. Got... I'm trying to get Westbrook out of L.A. <laughs> well, hey, you're not going to get him out of L.A. You also <laughs> want want to get the other. Superstar guard. Dame time. Dame time. <laughs> nah, they not. I don't think. I don't think they. I don't think they're gonna trade Damian Lillard. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't mean, think so. I mean, well, I mean, uh, unless you know, if they trade him, it would. I don't know. It. it, it I don't know if they trade him, it probably be for like Ben Simmons or something like that. I don't even think that's gonna. You gotta do. I mean, that has to be a lot to get Dame. I know. I know the Lakers don't have enough to get Dame. I'm, I'm keeping that a buck. Uh, but I don't know if even you know if. And it's as much as I like Ben Simmons, well, I, I don't I, know if Ben's enough. Well, I showed you my trade. That yes, I was bored, um Saturday night. You do that stuff. You be doing do that stuff. Hey man, I didn't have anything to do. <laughs> so I said, hey. Let me fool around on the M- on the NBA trade machine that's that's on um, the four letter network, uh-huh. and you know, figured out a trade that worked. Fourteen trades. 
Yeah. I've never tried that before, bro. Like, I'm not even. I've never. I didn't know. So oh, it's, man, it's free on ESPN? That's free? Yeah, free. Oh. I mean, I gotta check that thing out. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see some scenarios where I can trade Russell Westbrook. I would take John Wall for real. I want to try one. I want to see if I can get John Wall for for Russell Westbrook. It shouldn't take that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. You know what I'm saying? I think I could, I could finagle the trade. I'm not even asking for something. I'm not even asking for like the the trying to get over Madden type of trade. I'm just I'm looking for something that just can just get that contract off the books. You know, I feel bad for I feel bad for Russell Westbrook. I don't know if you watched the game, but anytime, you know, the Lakers and they came back and beat the Fans Knicks. Fans say I, don't shoot it. Yo, in your not even in your home, bro. You're from LA. That hurts. Like <laughs> like that hurts, dog. Like you're from LA. Like that hurts. Well, I I'm sure if if anything, I think Russell Westbrook he'll figure it out. It's going to take him some time cuz mm-hmm. he seems like he very headstrong and determined to do things his way. Yeah. But um, him, the, the you know, and the Lakers coaching staff, they'll figure it out. It might have to be a situation where he comes off the bench. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Uh, I think he's too to your I don't point. think it happened, but, but I don't think it's happening, but I think it, you know, based off of the way he plays yeah. and with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, um, it's one of the scenarios that I see makes the most sense. No, it does. I, or just – yeah, go ahead, Will. No, go ahead. No, and, and to, to your point, I think if Vogel does it the way he did it um, over the weekend, if he's not playing well, he just – you know, you just bench him. I think that's the best route to go um, because, again, you still put, you put a lot of money into that contract to just have him sit on the bench. That's a lot. Yeah, but – at that's a lot of money, but at the end of the day, the you don't want to lose him mentally. Yes. And you, obviously we see the way his slump and the onslaught from the media and the fans. It's getting to him. Maybe that pressure of being back home is getting to a little bit. Yeah. So maybe you change up the rotation a little bit. So. Yeah, it's definitely getting to him. I don't know. I agree, man, but it's definitely getting to him. Um, and, and this is not like the rust, even if not playing well. There is a confidence situation that you can see that is hindering in his play. All right, so um, Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Kime, Jones Football, um, and, me, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Uh, this show can be found on Podcast DC, the new local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene, at Urban Sports Scene on Instagram, and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. My man, Will T. Hey, let's, let's get into our position. <laughs> My man. It's a pregame. It's pre-game. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the we'll talk about the team's new name and the report that Russell Wilson wouldn't have an issue playing for Washington at eight twenty. We'll talk about Bradley Bill being out for the season at eight thirty five. We'll talk about 
Super Bowl 56 between the Bengals and the Rams. Hakun Wong from the Football Garbage Time Podcast will join us to discuss this. And finally, we'll talk about Walter Waite, Keith Keith one-time Thurman. I want to say one-time. His, his impressive win uh, performance Saturday. Uh, you know, he looked good. He looked really good. And we'll talk about that later later on at the end of the show. Uh, but first, last week, uh, Washington unveiled their new name, the Commanders. Will T, thoughts on that name, man? Uh, well, I think a <laughs> I like lot the way of people you said in D- I like well, the way you started with that. Well, no, I think a lot of people um, in the area, they got a, or the area, yeah. as I pronounce it, the um, got a chance to get accustomed to the name because 106, 7.7, 106.7, the fan. Junkies. Oh, the Junkies, yeah. The fan, yeah. Yeah, the Junkies, they came out, uh, I think, like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And said that this would be the name. And then if you started to do some investigation, um, you kind of put two and two together and they were correct. Uh-huh. So this is the name um, that, you know, represents the Washington, the DMV, um, from a football perspective. What do I think about the name? I think it's terrible. <laughs> I think it's terrible. There are all types of nicknames, short nicknames you can go with. You can go with the, the commies. commies. The commies. Yeah, <laughs> the commando. You know, yeah. from you know, summertime. I walk around commando. commando. You know. Free as the free as a <laughs> bird. You got to be free as a bird. Free as a bird. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just um, I, I, you know, it's, it's a couple of it's just a couple of you know, I, I, I you know, I, I I don't necessarily like the the nickname. Uh-huh. Um, you poss- you know, I think you could have gone as. If it's Commanders versus Washington football team, hey, I think you, could, you should have stayed Washington football Bruh, team. Bruh, I know. I know everybody's it's like, oh, well, why not have an official name? If we're talking about Commanders or Washington football team, bro, you might as well stick with the Washington football team. I just think it's a better name. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, jerseys look all right. I like the all-black jersey. Um, I will tell folks I do like the yeah, all-black I love, jersey. Yeah, I love the all-black jersey. Yeah. Uh, love the all black jersey. One thing I did notice about that press conference, and I don't yeah. know if anyone else, I haven't heard anyone else discuss this, yeah. but I thought Daniel Snyder was suspended indefinitely. Yeah, you talking about why he was out there? Yeah, and, me too. I was yeah. surprised. I was surprised. Maybe, man, it's, it's the NFL, and that's a whole different discussion, bro. Like, what's going on recently? No, I mean, look, look <laughs> if, he, if he suspended, if he suspended indefinitely from any of the team's yeah. operations, he wouldn't have been there. Yeah. So that obviously the question should be asked. Yeah, has Daniel Snyder's suspension been lifted? And wasn't it for the whole? Was Especially, it for the whole season, or for, was it indefinitely, or was it for the whole season? No, it was indefinitely. That's, yeah. and, and remember, we had this discussion yeah. on the show about mm-hmm. indefinitely. So when it's indefinitely, there's no there's no actual yeah, timeline. There's no real timeline. Facts. I, I, I don't know. I guess. So, you know. Good point. That's a real good point. I don't know, man. I've I've given up on trying to figure out the like the NFL and how they go about their rules. Everybody, it's just different forever for owners compared to players. I'm like, like I'm over the way the NFL does things. But yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, and you know it, what I mean, go ahead, Will. And it wasn't, yeah, and it wasn't necessarily a good look. Especially, I know that you know that he's owner of the team, him uh-huh. along with his wife. Uh-huh. Especially considering the next day. There yeah. was a round table. There was there was a hearing on yes. the hill about the uh, work environment yeah. and the sexual harassment okay. that went on and um inside of their headquarters yep. with their female employees. Uh-huh. 
So it wasn't a particularly good look. No, it's a horrible um, but, look. You know, it was a horrible yeah. look. Yeah, <laughs> but what we did good. We got some. You got some fire black jerseys. Those black jerseys. They fire, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. One, this, you know, everyone's asked. They asked me about how I feel about the name. I'm like, I don't care for the name. Um, but the jerseys, you know, I get credit when credit's due. Them, them things, them things hot. But I, you know, again, I only look at the name as a, as a, as a rollout to to, to kind of mask. You know what's going on within the organization, especially I'm talking about on the field. I think a lot they brought out that two 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 twenty two um, stuff as soon as the season was over to kind of mask the bat like the disappointing season that fans had, so they can kind of have something else to look forward to. Like they weren't slick. I mean, in mean, communications, you already know about how a rollout plan works. Try to, to kind of dis- distract people from thinking to be thinking about what they were thinking about prior. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they they did that. It's okay. It is what it is. The jerseys were fired. The name is corny. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Now Washington has the, like, the worst sports names in the history of sports towns. You got, I mean, not the Capitals are fine. The Nationals are fine. But you got the Wizards and the and the Washington football and the Washington Commanders. Both cheesy-ass names. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of the Wizards. <laughs> Of the Wizards nickname, I no, I understood. You know, like all of us, us eighties babies, yeah, you know, bro. We understood why a Poland got rid of the name nickname Bullet. But it was it was real though, um, bro. It was it was dope though. Yeah, <laughs> we got it at you the know, time, and I respect it. Yeah, we got it at the yeah. time. At the time, we understood. Like but, the, at that time, that part of town was probably like was it the highest murder cap, the highest murder rate in the area. DC, yeah, yeah, DC was the murder capital yeah. of, the, of of the USA. Yeah. And for um, real, it was most of the time. Most of that well, was Southeast, though, right? At that time, right? When he made um, that change? It was not just Southeast, but close in, in around that stadium. Yeah, in around true. the arena. Because yeah. if you think about it, if you remember, um, when he when that arena was put down there, it really it was the anchor yeah, in the development of that area. Sure it was. helped clean that area up. Facts. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, like you, 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 you're right. You know, the commanders and the wizards, two of the worst. Um, it's okay. It's a cheesy ass nicknames. Or, or, look, man. Yeah, names the, in, in sports. Yeah, when we talk about the, you know, like we talk about the popularity of sports, basketball and football are probably the two most popular sports, right, in the U.S., right? Um, yeah. And Washington. Some has people like, argue soccer. Yeah, I'm t- in the U.S. Not that's not real. D.C. United doesn't count. Like, <laughs> you know, okay, I'm sorry. Let's keep that a buck. But like, so you have the Wizards and and the Commanders. Like that is some garbage. I don't care what you, whatever. Like at least name me any area and and, and your two your basketball football team. Nothing is worse than this. It's the worst basketball. It's the worst sports naming town right now going. I mean, I should like the Nationals are dope. The Capitals are dope. That kind of matches. I'm not knocking that. But the other two. Trash, total trash. Anyway, you're listening to the Urban Sports and part of Empire Media at empiremedia.com. All right, Will, you know I want to get to this. Your boy Kevin Sheehan reported My that boy. your boy reported that that the United that, Sons of Sheehan. You <laughs> the quarter. The quarter well, they didn't tell you that's what USF stands for. Yeah, according to Will, that's what it stands for. Hey, quarterback Russell Wilson wouldn't mind coming to DC. What? What should Washington offer for Seattle? For I mean, to offer Seattle for Russell Wilson. Excuse me. There's some people who are going to look at this 
Russell Wilson's past year, and they're going to start to say things like, oh, he's starting his decline, mm-hmm. which I think is bull. Yeah. Um, I think I still think Russell Wilson is a guy who still has, excuse me, at least five to six more years of good football player, right? Playing at an elite level, mm-hmm. right? Maybe seven, depending on because you know the, the way he takes care of himself, yeah. and if he can augment his, you know, Russell Wilson doesn't take that many. Sacks when he, you know, big hits rather when he running. No, he just, no, he's, field, he's really he does good at that. Yeah, real talk, he's real good at that. <laughs> he does get sacked a lot. Um, but I say this: if I were Washington, I would offer, based on where they are, kind of in the rebuild development uh-huh. process, two ones and a three. Okay, so no player, just two ones and a three. Well, I mean. You, I think I, it can only help you if you – okay, I would just say this. I, I would offer Montrez Sweat. You would, okay. And 2-1. Okay. Montrez Sweat and 2-1s for Russell Wilson and a fifth-round pick. Okay. See, I would, I would go with you. Go ahead, go ahead, Will. Go ahead. Only because – and I would only offer Montrez Sweat because, like I said before – um, this team has four first round defensive linemen, uh-huh. and it's going to be really hard for you to pay all four of them. Yeah, I no, I maintain. I, I got you. No, I totally agree. Um, it would be hard. I just think ends are hard. It's wild because I do think that you're losing your identity in terms of your defensive line when you have those those two guys that with, with that type of building and Chase Young and Sweat. Because arguably, I could tell you that Sweat's probably be more impactful than um, Chase Young. People don't want to hear it, but in terms of you look at the stats, uh, Montez Sweat's probably been better at this particular point in time than Chase Young. Um, I, but I get it, though. Like, I wouldn't be mad because you're, you're getting an elite quarterback. I will say this, though. Like, which Ryan Clark had said this, and I totally agree, and people kind of ran with it and said that he's geeking and he's like, what is Ryan Clark talking about? But when you when it looks at when you look at because I, I I would if I'm watching I'm taking Russell Wilson so I'm putting that out there like I'm going all in for Russell Wilson so that's not the argument. What I'm but I will say is that you have to still build it if you're talking about winning a champion winning a championship. It's only but Russell Wilson has only won a championship one way so far, right? Like he's only won it one way one game exactly in a solid defense, defense. Yeah. exactly right when when you when the whole term let Russell cook. And individually, he has played well, right? But in terms of team success, he hasn't had the most success, right? You would say that. Now, nope. in terms of compared to what he was. So if your goal is to win a championship, right? That's I guess this is what my angle is with fans and whatnot. If your goal is to win a championship, then make sure you tailor a game plan towards what you saw in Seattle. Um, but again, that we're nowadays where everybody wants to open up an offense. But Russell Wilson has shown you that he can win a championship playing a certain way and making special and making special splash plays to put you over the top. But as you get older and as you get better as a as a as a quarter as as he's gotten older and better as a quarterback, he's wanting to throw the ball a little bit more. Which I'm not sure. Now, statistically speaking, it's great, right? Because it's sexy. But in terms of winning football games and winning a championship, I'm not sure that puts them over winning a championship. But if I'm watching and knowing what you have, I'm giving up two first round picks. Um, easy to get a to get a a, a, a Russell Wilson, but uh, on Twitter tw- we tweeted this out the same question at Urban Sports saying um, Commanders underscore UK from the UK said people overvalue first round picks. Could 
easily. Well, I guess you said two first round picks. I'm sorry, two first round picks. Um, my man, bleeding, bleeding Burgundy podcast said. I think he said two first round picks as well. Uh, my boy Brad said two first round picks. I know somebody said Chase Young and two first round picks. I mean, not Chase Young, Montez Sweat and two first round picks as well. So I know that's out there. But yeah, to Will, to your point, Will. Um, yeah, I feel like Sweat, you, Sweat's out there on the table. I'm, I wouldn't be mad. I, I would try to avoid trading Montez Sweat, but I'll put that, I mean, that's going to be out on the table. Um, but if you get a, a Russ, you already know that that deep ball, he throws a great deep ball. So you have a, a guy like a Deami Brown who, coming out of North Carolina, uh, was a guy who was great at, you know, locating the deep ball. And then Scary Terry, you know, he finally, would finally have a quarterback capable. But, you know, and Russ was on Twitter saying that, you know, talking about he loved he loved driving by the D.C. monuments and things of that sort. So he playing on to it because Russ ain't stupid. He knows exactly what he's doing. No, and it's interesting. The, the, so there are a couple things about, you know, if you were to bring in Russell Wilson. One, Sierra? Um, no, not, no, I mean, from a football standpoint. Um, offensive line, you know, Russell Wilson, one of the, one of the things that's been to his hindrance yeah. is the lack of consistency from an offensive line play that he suffered from in Seattle. Yeah. So you would need to make some upgrades along your offensive line to kind of optimize him. Do you think he he, he helps that too, though, bro? Do you think he adds on to that because of his re, his his uh, freestyling play, even behind there, behind the line of scrimmage? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I, absolutely. Right. I, I think I think he I think he's he some, sometimes he can be the issue too because he holds on to the ball, mm-hmm. trying to make um, a big splash play exactly. instead of just possibly just taking what's in front of you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And two, um, from a philosophical standpoint, you like you said, when was he at his best when he had a, a team that ran the ball and a lot of play action? Yep. That's some of the things that we have seen from Ron Rivera teams when Ron Rivera has been the most um, successful as a coach, and that's been play action, yep. taking deep shots down the field. So Russell Wilson will absolutely be a, probably the ideal guy one of the ideal guys yeah. to play in his system. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, we're going to the next segment. Bill is out for the season. We'll talk about it after the break. You're listening to Urban Sports Inc. For ages. Yedig. Deuces. On Empire Media. That's AmpireMedia.com. <laughs> hey. Yeah.
You'll try and come back when you're famous I always want the truth, but it's dangerous You got something real, not basic You wanna get with me, stop Yes, I'm hurting, yes, I'm jaded Most of these things I don't wanna say You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T and myself, Wole, part of Ampire Media at ampiremedia.com. The homie, it seems like the homie Ray Jeezy is out, so best wishes to the homie Ray Jeezy. I had to play like, you know, faded by, uh, um, I mean, jaded by my man Drake, because, you know, the Wizards, they feeling jaded right now, man. Will T, they feeling jaded, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, and... Says this positive, and I'll I'll speak to the reason why. Um, today it was announced that the Washington Wizards guard Bradley Bill will undergo season-ending wrist surgery. What should the Wizards do with this information? I don't know, man, because I felt like like they're a struggling organization. The off-season, Bradley Bill is waiting. You know, he hasn't he hasn't committed to the Wizards, um, and now this, and it's the same injury he was to, used to deal with when John Wall was in town. You know what I mean? So. Um, it's an injury is, it goes back to that whole, th- the whole thought process prior where it was that can Bradley Bill stay healthy? Like this is that injury that, that, that hindered him early in, early in his career. So I don't know, man, like, do you wait it out and trade him in the off season? Um, so maybe you get a sign and trade. I mean, like maybe you can try to negotiate that Cause obviously he's trying to work a super max, but that, can he get the super max? Cause he hasn't been first team. Is he even capable of getting a super max deal? Uh, I believe so because he's been an all-star. Got you. Okay. I thought you had to be first team. Okay. Um, because he well he was sec- he was second. I mean second team. team. Was he second I, team? I oh, he last was all, year. He, he, he was no, second. Yeah, he was an all. Well, I think it's you have to be an all NBA player. Got you. He was. Okay. That's last good. year he was an all NBA player. Okay. Um. So. So he's. he's I think eligible. yeah he is. Yeah, he's eligible. Um. My my thoughts are um, one, you know, at this point, if you, I don't think you can conceivably trade him at this point because you wouldn't maximize your return. Uh-huh. Um, teams will want teams will want to know he's healthy unless the Wizards are going to, you know, um, provide them with his medical. Unless he the Wizards authorize letting another team see his medicals, and then that team that team has a plan for him to go through rehab and then also um, most likely Bradley Bill confirms to that team that he would sign if you know if they're if they're able to give him the max super max that uh-huh. he would sign the super max with them so those are three things but what the Wizards can control now is you can control uh, a sell-off Right, uh-huh. I, and I think that's the. I think I honestly think that's the way to go, at this point. Um, I'm not going to say a total sell off, but yeah. I think you could start to get rid of some of the guys on your roster that have value. And I think Montrez Harrell, who's in the last year of his contract, yeah. is a guy who has value to other playoff teams, yeah. teams that are looking for a guy who can score off the bench, who can kind of anchor your second team from an offensive perspective. I think Montrez Harrell is that guy. If we're just being realistic and we look at the Wizards' cap situation, 
Um, I think if they re-sign, you know, um, Montrez Harrell, uh, it'll put them somewhere close to the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. And do you really want to play pay the luxury tax for a team that is in that play-in kind of contention yeah. opposed to a playoff team that could go that you think can go to the um, Eastern Conference Championships? And, and the answer is no. So I think you start to kind of you start to look at some of the pieces on your roster and you say, hey, what's the value to this guy to certain teams? without giving up, you know, kind of those young guys who you believe or guys who you believe are um, part of your long-term plan. Yeah, and and I'm looking at it now. Like, you're correct, Will, in terms of Bill being eligible for the Supermax five-year, $245 million contract. Um, And then people talk about, do you want to tie out, they had issues with tying it all into John Wall. Um, It goes back to what Will talks about, typically about giving people money, just to give them money. Okay, yeah, Ray is out. Okay, yeah. That's good. We're good now. Make sure Ray was good, though. Um, but, yeah, it's it, to me, it's interesting. Like, there are players that I feel like you can't uh, uh, you can trade away. You're right. Like, um, Montrez Harrell, you know, he's played hard for him, but he does have, like, he has that allure. He played well for you this season. He can help a contender. Um, you know, the, like, Ray gave us a, a, a – he sent us a message about Rui Hachimura, you know, a guy that, you know, they drafted a couple years ago. That the Miami Heat are interested in him. Um, that, that that is circulating on, on social media. I'm, I'm checking my uh, checking my Twitter, and I see that too. About um, I see that that his name is emerging. Um, but I do like you know, like you said, Will, just you know, trading some of these parts like a a Trez, and then now and then after that, kind of looking at what the young guys can do. And when I mean like the Denny Avdia, uh, the Rui Hachimura's, the um, the kid they uh, Crisper. Um, um, and then also, uh, even looking at Kuz, right? Getting a good, a good look at Kuz and see what he can do as the guy, right? Like what he was doing in LA, seeing he can even do that even more with the, with the Wizards to kind of get an idea of what kind of score Kuzma is. So I think there are some things that, you know, you can see, you can do with Bradley Bill being out. And just to kind of like groom this group, this group of guys to see if they can kind of play together to have a, a strong season. And like you said, we'll still trade some of the parts away. You know what I mean? Yeah. One guy who hasn't played any, and I don't know if he's if he's injured. I don't know what the deal is. He was a second round pick, and that's Isaiah Todd. Yeah, he don't play. Um, he don't play. Power forward. Yeah, he he ha- he hasn't received any um any burn. burn this year. You know, yeah. So one guy, Isaiah Todd, who came, um, I believe. She- uh, I forgot where he plays for that one year. But um, he's a guy who I think would be a guy who you would try to bring up and get him some time. I know that he's been in the G League. Um, and, he, you know, he's um, been, you know, he's been getting consistent run down in the G League. But that's a guy who I think um, you would try to find a way to bring onto the roster and get him some run. And just and maybe they maybe that's the plan towards closer to the end of the season. And if this team is out of contention of the top ten, yeah. maybe that's the plan that, that I don't know of. But um, I think that would be a guy that you want to see what he can do. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's a, there's a few guys, man. I feel like 
that they can they can kind of get you know take a look at you know um but also as a whole guys they can kind of try to feature and and I mean, I know I mentioned Rui being in the trade talks, but that's a guy that they can try to showcase and see if they can feature if he can, you know, show that he can do certain things offensively. But we'll, only time will tell. All right, Super Bowl 56 between the Rams and Bengals goes down this Sunday. Football Garbage Time Hakun Wong will join us to talk about Super Bowl 56 after the break. You're listening it's to the other sports. There you go, bro. For ages. You dig. Deuces. You can say Empire Ready now. And you can say Empire Radio. Go for it. <laughs> okay. On Empire Media. On EmpireMedia.com. Did I say Empire Radio? I sure did. Empire did. Media. There you go. Correction. Empire Media. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bram. Take my apology. <laughs> Who you a fool for this one? Who you a fool for this one? Murder on the beach, so it's not nice. Oh no, oh man, I just made a mess. When I run it, ain't no stopping, oh never rest. Down said hunt, kick a punt, then I make a catch. Five thousand ones in an hour, I'ma make it stretch. I just made a mess, I just made a mess. I got cash by the bundle, so I never press. I just made a mess, I just made a mess. 50 yard TD, you do any catch. Oh no. Listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T and myself, Wole, part of Empire Media at AmpireMedia.com. All right, people, right now <laughs> on the line, we have a treat for you all. We have the editor of the Football Garbage Time website and also uh, part of the Football Garbage Time podcast. And on top of that, we have the man who finished second. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh man! NFL pick 'em. Oh, who finished first? Will, 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 who finished first? Though, Will, who finished first? Will, Will, who finished first? Will, who finished first? Will, who finished first? Though, let me introduce him. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Everyone, we have Hakun Wong. Welcome, Hakun Wong, to the show. What's up? What's up? Thanks for that that awesome, very kind introduction. That was really nice of you to point out that I was second place. I. I will say that I finally have conceded that uh, Will the recount, has won. The recount? <laughs> no recount? No recount? I, I'm seeing if I can find the votes, guys. I'm seeing if I can find the votes. I think I, think I can get it. I think I can get it. I, I still got a shot here. I still got a oh, shot. Man. No, but in all, honesty, in all honesty, I'm not going to take anything away from Will. Obviously, he uh, you know he flipped the coin several times and got lucky. That's cool. It happens to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the pettiness well, is real. Welcome, well, welcome to the show. We appreciate you, you taking the time out to come and talk to us, man. You got we it. Really Thanks for having me on. Oh yeah. Well, right, welcome to living here. Yeah. 
right, let's get started. Let's first talk about uh, this Sunday's big game. This Sunday, we have Super Bowl 56 between the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams. Our, first of all, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you about this game? So I am very excited. This is a 10, guys. Okay, this wow, is a 10. Okay. This is actually – I did not a expect 10? this. Okay. Yeah, this is a 10. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's because of the fact that you, we have not seen this type of ascendancy from a, a, a young quarterback in a long time mm. in Joe Burrow. And I, and, and I have not seen a team that has gelled so much on the offense and defensive side over the last four games of the regular season and into the postseason as the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. On the flip side – the Rams kind of deserve to be where they are, and Matt Stafford, you know, we finally finally proven that he can be a good quarterback if you give him a good team, Yeah. right? I mean, he spent all that time wasting away in Detroit. No offense to Lions fans out there, but you guys all suck over the last 10 years. <laughs> Outside of Megatron, you guys all suck, all right? So that's the, that's the problem, right? Now you got Stafford here, and he's killing it. OBJ is a team player. Blows my mind. It's amazing. They're really doing a great job on both sides, so I'm excited about this. This is a great matchup. All right, let me take a pause for the calls real quick, Hakun. You are listening you to it. the Urban Sports Scene, part of Empire Media, empiremedia.com. Right now we're chatting with Hakun Wong from the Football Garbage Time Podcast. All right, how do you think this game is going to turn out on Sunday? Well, I, I'll, let me skip to the end, and I'll give you, the, I'll give you my prediction, uh-huh. and then I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I, my prediction is that the Bengals are going to win this game. Wow. That's my prediction. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and the reason why is because if you look at the offensive side and you say, what have they done on the offense? I mean, Joe Burrow, over the last four games of the regular season, has averaged 369 passing yards and 2.75 touchdowns per game with a completion percentage north of 75%. And importantly, zero interceptions, zero fumbles over that span. In the, in the postseason, not quite those numbers, but 281 passing yards, 1.33 touchdowns per game, only two giveaways through the entire thing. And a big reason of that is Jamar's chase ascendancy in the end of this year. Obviously, they have a great connection from LSU. They have a great connection now in Cincinnati. He's exceeded 100 yards receiving in his last two games of the regular season that he played a borough as well as two of three in the postseason so far. And he is just, you know, he's playing really well. And let's not even think about the fact that T. Higgins – has ascended really well as well. because his, his number of uh, receptions have gone up every single game, and it's clear that they are able to use all their tools properly on offense and that their defense has come together. And just look at I mean, it's not going to show up in a stat sheet, guys, but if you look, just look at it, at the AFC Conference Championship game, they got blasted right out of the gate, 21 points and three straight possessions by the Chiefs. They turned things around, and guess what? They allowed zero points over half a game of football until that field goal in the expiring seconds of regulation, and they turned it around and they intercepted Patrick Mahomes in overtime, which I think is, like, amazing because of the fact that as soon as that coin flip came up and Patrick Mahomes uh, won that coin flip, when the Chiefs won that coin flip, I, you can't tell me that everybody in this world was saying, oh, that's it, it's over, they're going to score. Even, even Josh Allen said that, right? He tweeted out immediately when that happened, pain, just one word. <laughs> he knew. You know, he just he said, this is pain, man. This is exactly what's going to happen to you. And, and they, they intercepted him. They turned it around. And, and let me tell you, the MVP on that team, you, it's going to be crazy, but Evan McPherson, their rookie kicker, 84.8% of his field goal attempts made this regular season, 9 of 11 from 50 yards plus. Pressure means nothing to this man. He won back-to-back winning kicks, 52 and 31 yards against the Titans and Chiefs in consecutive weeks, 12 of 12 on field goals in the postseason. He's only two away from tying the all-time NFL record for postseason made field goals with Adam Van Terry. Three, and he's got, the, got it all to himself in his rookie year. 
Yeah, the, so I, you know, the, they got everything. They're firing in all cylinders, and, and they have never won a Super Bowl before. So there is a lot of motivation there on the Cincinnati Bengals side. Now that's not to say it's not going to be close, right? The Rams yeah. obviously have been doing amazing work out there, and their defense, Aaron Donald, Von Miller. I mean, this is like this is they went all in this year to win. Now getting Matthew Stafford, OBJ, and Von Miller, and they did, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They're doing everything they're supposed to do, and Cooper Cup. However, has been their MVP. Oh, he's amazing. Hands down. He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. He, he, exactly. Second most regular season receiving yards ever in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Only Megatron has more and only by 17 yards. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. You know, and OBJ, he has been amazing over the last three games of the uh, postseason, and he has really come on at the end of the regular season. I mean, when Robert Woods went out, I thought that'd be a problem. Van Jefferson stepped up. OBJ is now part of the team. They look great. I think that there's a lot there's a lot to say there with regard to what the Rams have done, you know. The only problem is that the Rams have the most turnovers of any team in the postseason. They're not being very careful with the ball. Stafford can get it done, but he can also throw interceptions and their their defense has been in rhythm, but they haven't been that effective on the stat sheet. So, you know, they're not they're putting up some pressure, but they've let they let uh, you know, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo you know, put up over 250 yards after he was stuck at 131 yards against the Packers. So, I, you know, I, I think that, obviously, I think Aaron Donald's great. I think Von Miller's great. I think Leonard Floyd's great. I think Jalen Ramsey's great. I think they're a great defense. But they're not as great as we think they are, you know. And I think that the propensity of the offense to turn over the ball, the fact that the, the Bengals' defense has been really good making adjustments and taking advantage of turnovers, and the fact that they are firing on all cylinders on offense, and that Evan McPherson will hit a field goal for over 50 yards at least once this game, I think they're going to win. I think that the Bengals have what it takes to win. I, I well, Hawkeye, you 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 kind of you ran that kind of you ran through what your analysis of the Super Bowl is. I know that you are a diehard Chicago Bears fan, so I want to shift the conversation to some to to a, to to the to the team you're, to the team you're very passionate about. Yes, All sir. Right. Chicago Bears. They they have a new head coach. They have a rookie quarterback. What do you anticipate? being the direction for this team during this upcoming year? Well, that is, um, that is, a, great, that is a great question. Because I, I wasn't 100% thrilled that Matt Aberfuss is uh, hiring as a head coach. I think he's a, he's a solid coach. He's, he was a great defensive coach. He was kind of, you know, I think that they, the, the Colts were up and down on defense. I, I just don't think he was really that notable. Uh-huh. And I really do think we need better offensive minds. We've got Luke Getze there. I think that's a step in the right direction. In terms of building on that, but hey, you gotta you gotta shore up that offensive line. You gotta give Justin Fields what he needs in order to be successful. He definitely has what it takes. I just don't know if they can get him to the next next level without giving him more weapons. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously he's just he's just in a bad situation. He's a good quarterback in a bad situation. Will changing the coaches change that? I don't think that Everflus is going to change much about that. I think that we're going to have to look and see what Luke Getzey does on on the offensive end in order to change the schemes and what they do in the offseason and to shore up that offensive line. That's, I think, where they're going to be able to – it's going to all fall – it's all going to rise and fall on that. I mean, obviously the defense has to remain what it is, but it's all going to rise and fall on whether Justin Fields can – they can put up Justin Fields in a position to win next season or not. And I'm just not 100% sure they can. Um, they've ruined Allen Robinson. They've wasted Allen Robinson. Yeah. He's unlikely to come back. Mm-hmm. That is a waste. Yep. I, mean, I, I love Allen Robinson. Oh, he's a beast. Allen Robinson's a beast. He's a beast. He's yeah. a beast. Yeah. <laughs> they wasted him. Absolutely wasted him. 
and and I'm I'm really upset about that. And and he's he's probably not coming back. And that's you know that's fine because I hope he has success on another team because they have completely misused him. But I just don't think they need weapons. They just need to get weapons. And I don't know how they're going to do it. If they get Devontae Adams, okay, you know. You know that's not happening, right? You know that's not happening, right? You do know that's not happening, right? Hey, Aaron Rodgers goes elsewhere. Look, I just want to tell you. Look, look, I'm a a Michigan fan, so I'm going to tell you, like, and there's this thing thing about – there's this thing Michigan. about you. There's a thing about Ohio State quarterbacks, and and there's a thing yeah. about wide yeah. receivers too. That is no knock on Justin Fields, but when you're a wide receiver and you're about getting your stats, you want to go to a quarterback who you know is going to air it out. It's still Justin Fields, as yeah. much as he has the, he has a lot of talent. I'm not one's taking that away from him, but you got to show yeah. a quarter a wide receiver like a Devontae Adams that you're able to air it out. And be that guy who can throw for 350, 400 yards. Because if you're going from Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to want anything like a guy who can <laughs> just can just run the fo- – at this particular point in time, is more of the mobile quarterback and not a guy that you've seen so far who can air it out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have to yeah, show yeah, him yeah, – yeah. yeah, you have to show him first that, okay, you're ready to take that level as a passing threat. And once he does that, then a Devontae Adams or whoever will go to Chicago. Um, but I'm with you, though. It's all about having the offensive – the offensive-minded coach or coordinator to devise of a game plan for him to be successful, right? So he can be able to do that. Everyone did. No one thought that. I, I always use this as an example. When Josh Allen, year one, year two, they were like, nobody's going over there. Like he, one, he's a yeah. bust, and no one's, no one's going over there. They got the right coaching staff, they got the right people, the right system in play, and he took it on to himself to get better. And now he has players that want to play for him, like a Stephon Diggs. So. Um, yeah, it just depends. Yeah, I mean, you know, Luke Getze was is from you know he's from Green Bay and he has a history there. I mean, he was there for two years as a passing game coordinator. He was a quarterbacks coach there. I, I just think that there is some potential okay. if Aaron Rodgers leaves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, you know, obviously we don't know that for a fact. Um, obviously, the way the end season ended, I'm sure he's super angry and and he was on the verge of leaving last year anyway. And and basically, he posted up that picture of the last dance. And, and being a big Chicago guy, oh, I remember yeah. the last dance. I was there, and I do not remember the Bulls um, losing in their last season. To the, uh, you know, to the final, no shade. A Chicago Bears fan <laughs> would do that, would throw shade to a Packers fan. <laughs> it would do that. That would happen. <laughs> you know, I don't remember that in 98 where, like, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, Study Pippen says, hey, Great shot there. We were in the semifinals and lost to the Charlotte Hornets for that last hey. <laughs> It's cool. It's oh, cool. Man. It's just good. Last dance, man. High five. No, I, I feel like that didn't happen, you know? Yeah. I just Maybe Aaron Rodgers saw a different version of uh, of the last dance. I don't know. But anyway. Maybe. I, I'm just, <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, it's all. I think Devontae Adams will look for the best possible situation. Uh-huh. And you're right. He probably won't go to the Bears. But I would love it. Oh, it's okay. I'm not. I don't want to look. I don't want. I don't want to knock the dream. I'm just saying, like we all know how receivers <laughs> think. I mean, I'm just saying, like, hey, I mean, I'm in. Hey, with DC, I'm scared. Scary Terry is gonna leave DC because there is no quarterback here throwing the football. You know what I mean? Like you have to prove it to a receiver like that that you're going to, you know, give them the the the, the ability to put up numbers. We've seen, like, okay, let's use before we go to you know before we end the segment. Um, look at the individuals in the Super Bowl in Odell Beckham um, Jr. Yeah. He was playing with, yeah. you know, uh, Baker, Mayf- B- Baker Mayfield and wasn't doing anything, like couldn't do anything. Yeah. Baker Mayfield wasn't able yeah. to get him the football. 
he goes to Matthew Stafford, who's in the – I mean, we just talked about him being a good quarterback. And this this stretch of games, down the stretch, he's looked closer to yeah. Odell Beckham than he's ever been in Cleveland. So I just feel like, yep. you know, when you're a quarterback – I mean, when you're a wide receiver – and you're looking to, you know, continue your brand, continue your, your good play. You're looking for that t- that type of quarterback. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And obviously, Baker Mayfield, the best thing, the, the thing that Baker Mayfield is best at is doing progressive commercials. That's what Baker Mayfield is good at. He's not, he's not good at being a quarterback in the NFL. I'm just saying. Great commercials, though, man. I love them. They're fantastic. Hey, He's that full time. Those, Joe Burrow, you know? those are Joe Burrow commercials now. He lost. He lost his game. Those are Joe Burrow commercials now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I hope it doesn't jinx him, man. It's going to be the progressive jinx soon. You know, it's just gonna oh, be the man. I don't think that, I don't think Joe, got, I don't think Joe got worried about that. I don't think, I think Baker, yeah, I don't think Joe got worried about that. Hey, so, uh, Baker was never good. So oh, yeah. Okay. I know he, he had spurts, but he wasn't like this dude. So, uh, nope. Hakun, before we let you go, how can our folks catch you on social media and how can they view your content? No, well, definitely catch us on at, at FB Garbage Time on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook, Football Garbage Time. Just go to footballgarbagetime.com. The podcast is on everywhere that you find podcasts, you know, Apple, iTunes, you know, uh, Spotify. You can even tell your Alexa to play Football Garbage Time podcast, and it will play it for you because Ooh. we're just like, you know, big brother. We're everywhere. We're like the government. <laughs> you can't get away from us. Oh, God. Don't do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> on you right now. Don't do that. It's <laughs> on you right now. Oh my God! You're gonna have so people gonna shut us down. One now. last question for you, Hakun, <laughs> before we get you out of here. Okay. Yeah. One last question for you. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. What's your favorite Super Bowl snack to eat during the game? Facts, good. Oh, nachos, no on? doubt. Nachos, man. Nachos are my snack. And so this is the thing: I love buffalo chicken wings, but mm-hmm. they are freaking messy. And like before you know it, everything in your house has orange on it. So that's not gonna happen. It's nachos, number one, and none of that crappy like turkey or chicken nachos. It's like ground beef, man. And I'm talking about low grade ground beef that's like ninety percent fat. No grade, no grade. I'll be sitting back. I'll be sitting back because that and my cheap ass beer and I'll be enjoying the season. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You said no grade. Like it does, man, it uh, does. Hey, Haku, thanks for being on. We appreciate you taking the time to come on to the show today. Yeah, And I'll be there Thursday. Thursday, I'll be there. Yeah, we'll see you. Send me the information. All right. All right, yep. Send me the information. I'll be there, man. You got it. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Take it easy, y'all. Take it easy, man. All right, man. You know what? We're gonna go right to the next segment. That was Hakun Wan, man. Make sure you check him out. Check out the Football Garbage Time podcast. Dope show. All right, let's go right to boxing. Will T. Welterweight champ. I mean, not welterweight champ. Welterweight Keith Thurman defeated Mario Barreas, uh by unanimous decision on Saturday in Vegas. Uh, what were your thoughts on the fight, man? Uh, first thing was I almost forgot this fight was on. Because Did you really? I know. I, did, I, I thought it was on Fox was first, bro. I thought it was on Fox first. Listen, listen, bro. <laughs> when I think of a pay-per-view fight, <laughs> I do not think of Keith one-time Thurman versus Mario Burrios as the headline for a pay-per-view I'm fight. Not that I'm, you, I'm not arguing with you, bro. I'm not arguing with you. I'm with you, man. So I don't. So I mean, there's this speculation. That's on the internet, a kind of what's going on with PBC, but I'm not going to dig into that because I don't know anything concrete. Mm-hmm. But you know, the rumors are out there. Yeah. 
Um, so the first thing I think I thought was, damn, I forgot this fight was on. Yeah. Um, but then once, you know, um, then once, you know, I, I turned on the fight, you know, right before um, the ring walk, um, you know, I got excited for it because I wanted to see how Keith Thurman was fair on his comeback fight, you know, um, into the ring. Keith Thurman's been out of the ring, I think, for what? Two, almost two, two years. years. About two years, bro. Two since, years, man. Yeah, about two years since he fought, since he lost to Manny Pacquiao. Uh-huh. So I was interested to see, you know, his conditioning. I was interested to see if, you know, if he still had that 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 snap on that right hand. Uh-huh. And it looked like, um, he, for the most part, he did. Um, one of the things that I found interesting, he always does this. He's done this in previous fights. And for some reason, during the middle of the fight, he will take his mouthpiece out yeah, when to gain more air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, which I find, which is extremely dangerous and odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looked good. He looked good during the fight. Um, he clearly outmatched Mario Bar- Bar- Barrios. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't as competitive as a fight as you would like to have seen, especially if you pay for that fight on pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, um, when you watch, if you watch the fight, um, that's, you know, I, yeah, I pretty much said that I didn't pay for the pay-per-view, so I'm not going to back away from that. You're in, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> why would you, why, is that a thing? Is that, I don't know. Are you supposed to pay for the pay-per-view? I yeah, man, know. listen, it's, a, it's illegal. It's oh, illegal, man, sometimes you gotta watch, you watch any but which way you can. Say, but that's not to say I didn't watch, I didn't watch it at a friend's house. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Why are we, why are we yeah. making it seem as if, no, we'll, we'll let's not do that. <laughs> that's not, that's not play but, no, it, this, this sets up, you know, this sets up um, some interesting opportunities for um, Keith Thurman um, down the road, you know, mm-hmm. February, so probably the next time he'll be in the ring is possibly, no, possibly July, July, okay. July-ish, um, August. Um, so, you know, there may be an opportunity if, you know, if Errol Spence um, beats okay. Ugas to unify the titles, maybe he gets a, maybe he gets a, another opportunity, maybe he gets the opportunity with Errol Spence in the ring. But wouldn't that be later than July? Because it's Errol fight him in April, though. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, it will probably be at the end of this year or uh-huh. at the end, later towards the end of this year, if you know, if those two guys were to fight. But um, about, I don't know, or yeah. maybe, or maybe, yeah. you know, there's an opportunity he fights, uh, but that's what I'm saying, Terrence Bud Crawford. Yeah, I'm like, we, we don't know, you know. Yeah, I'm with you because last we heard, I'm going well, sorry. Yeah. The last we heard is is but my bad, and I'll wrap up on this. No, no, you good, bro. Last no, you heard good. Bud Crawford. Bud, Bud Crawford was suing um, Bob Arum. Yeah. So we don't know what's happening with that situation. So there may be opportunity for those two guys to clash later this year. I think it's cool. It'd be dope to see him fight. You know, uh, Bud. You know, it, it, back then, you know, Thurman was the was the head dog in the in the welterweight division, and people like and cats like. Bud and Earl were chasing, you know, Thurman, and Thurman was asked acting as if you know they weren't worth his time. Um, now he's the guy under them, and you know, like we mentioned, Spence is already busy with Ugas, so why not, you know, why not try to go at at uh, Bud Bud Crawford? If it's Bud Crawford, you know, is he going to be pet? Not say petty, but will he be like, all right, dude, you know what? I'm gonna make you work for this because when I was trying to get you, you were hiding from me. 
Now, since I'm a top dog, I'm the top dog of the of the welterweight division. Now you want to eat, like now you want a piece of this. Do, does he give him the opportunity? But no one, bud, he probably want to finish him off just off some petty stuff, you know. And just just be like, you know what, dude, you weren't you weren't trying to let me fight you. I'ma still finish you off. I think that's the fight to be, though. I think that's a def- that can be a pay per view fight, though. That's a pay per view fight. I yeah, think it would, would sell good. I think it would sell that's a, that's too. Per- that, I think I think that I think that it would definitely sell good. I don't know, you know, um, if it's going to be pay per view, you probably want to see Keith Thurman possibly one more time. Okay. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> against high level competition before he fights the Bud Crawford on a pay per view on the pay per view card, but. You know, if if Keith Thurman is healthy and he's confident in his conditioning and he's worked off the ring rust, why not go and try to seek the opportunity to fight um, Bud Crawford, you know, in November or, you know, October? Yeah, I think it'll be a dope fight, man. I think, <laughs> it, I think it's the fight. I feel like that's the fight. If I'm Keith Thurman, that's the fight that is more – that's a – the best chance to have for me at this particular point in time. But like you said, though, if he's willing to wait, you know, if he's willing to wait later on in the year, then yeah, I think Spence is a good fight. I can honestly say, you know, I'm a Spence guy that that may be at this particular point in time because of, you know, we haven't what we've seen of um, Spence compared to what he was prior after, the, you know, prior to car accident. And not to say that he was horrible, but I thought he looked better prior to car accident. And that could be Rust and maybe getting the swag back. But if I'm going off what I saw last, I think that right now that may be a more of a winnable fight for him than Bud Crawford. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, so possibly. So, but it definitely is heating up. You know, it's definitely heating up. There's a lot, of, lot going on in the in the welterweight division. There's a lot of stuff happening even in the lightweight division, man. The lightweight division is kind of lit. Did you watch the undercard yeah, to that I fight mean, too? Did you watch the undercard? Nah, oh, okay. I did not watch the oh. other five, bro. I just, I like I told you, I, I barely <laughs> remember because it was a, you know, it was a pay per view. I mean, it was a pay per view fight. Yeah. Um, one, you know, I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily think that that was a. Me either. I'm, I'm with you. Will. I'm, I'm with a you. A card <laughs> that would be on pay per view, but yeah. I understand why you, you know, if the, you know, some of the scuttlebutt, as the late John Thompson used to call it, yeah. is true. With regard, with regard and finances to some of the fights on PBC, um, I understand why you would do it that way. Um, that's one and two. The, you know, on top of it being a pay per view, there wasn't a lot of advertisement for the fight. No, um, no, it was horrible. I believe. <laughs> yeah, I believe that 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 fight. What was it? It was a Fox pay per view bout. It was a PBC. It was on Showtime. It was a Showtime one. Was it Showtime? I it was it Showtime? Showtime I, yeah, I think it was Showtime. I, okay. Well. Okay, well, I thought I thought it was Fox, but I, I could have been, you know, I could have been. I think it was um, Showtime because what's name was on it. Um, but they look like the same. They're like kind of the same anyway. Um, it was Showtime. I believe it was Showtime. I saw no, it was Showtime. It was Bernstein. The fuck, it was Showtime. <laughs> um, I think it was so, Showtime. I could be wrong. No, bro. I mean, let me go back. But I, I I thought it was Showtime. I could. No, it, it was. It, I think it was. I think it was on Fox. Okay, you could be right. Yeah. Yeah, PBC on Fox. Okay. Um. So, you know, to not see, you know, and plus, you know, the soup, you know, there wasn't a game um, on. Well, there was a game. Well, no, they didn't even advertise it. The Lakers, the, um, the Lakers game it was NFC a game. Championship game. It, it, was, it, was, it was the Lakers no, game. No, I mean, like the NFC, 
the NFC Championship game. Oh, that passed the Sunday prior. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. They didn't. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Like they didn't um, promote it either that that much. Yeah, they didn't promote it. Um, and I watch. You know, I, not to say that I watch a lot of TV, but I watch Fox. Uh huh. Um, enough to you know at times to see if they were putting heavy promotion for it, which it didn't seem like they were. Oh, they didn't, bro. So, they didn't at all. I mean, yeah. So. It was, you know, um, good for good for to get Keith Thurman back in the ring, get him to knock off some of the ring rust because that brings another viable yes. title contender to the top of that 147 um, welterweight division. But um, it was a, a fight that's probably a forgettable fight because it was on pay per view and it wasn't <laughs> a pay per view worthy fight. I know, I folks, I someone like I had got a text and before we go before we end the show off, I got a text saying like. Oh, fight party at uh, so-and-so house. I was like, for what? It's, it's on Fox. <laughs> Why is the fight party? This is this is on regular TV. Yeah. And then it was like, I said, oh, snap, this pay-per-view. Oh, I was like, nah, this ain't this ain't the kind. No, this ain't the fight. This, this, ain't, this ain't no pay-per-view worthy fight. But there's been a couple of them like that yeah. too, man. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. And that's, and that's the thing. And that's the thing, you know, with, without... You know, boxing. You know, you know, UFC has kind of the probably the, the most premier broadcast partner in ESPN. Uh-huh. Um, you know, top rank. They have some of their fights on. You know, they have their, they they have their fights exclusively on ESPN. But ESPN doesn't promote it as much as it does a UFC card. Yeah. And then you have PBC, who's on Showtime and also on um, Fox. But you know, um, they haven't had the a stack, you know, the cards haven't been stacked enough to really um, garner the attention of, you know, of pop, you know, to make it a, a, a pop culture event. Yeah. So it's tough, bro. It really. We is. need huge fights, man. Do, we man. need huge fights in boxing. We need some. You're right. Some serious fights, bro. We definitely do. We definitely do. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeart, and Google Podcast. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Um, hit us up on our I, on IG at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to our Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Empire Media at AmpireMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Will and I, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. We still keep doing the darn thing. And I'm um, happy, you know what I'm saying, Black History Month, because we're still in February. So, respect. And also, man. Yeah, uh, man. Go ahead, Will. You want to say something? I know you want to say something. No, I was going to say, you know, um, Black History Month, you know, um, young people, if any of you are listening, you know, educate yourself on the, you know, on the greatness of black history. Black, it's not just black history, it's American history. Yes. And we need to teach it in our schools, which is something we've gotten away from. Yes. And it shouldn't just be February. It shouldn't just be a February nope. thing. It should be. I don't like. I actually. I kind of don't like February as much. Like terms of the the term Black History Month. Cause I feel like it should be year round. That's why I'm like I'm a. But I get it though. I get it. Um. But that's my thing. But uh, still, yeah. Like Will said, like educate yourself about you know our history, where you come from, um, you know your culture, everything. I'm great. Um, yeah, because we are great, man. We are great. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. Um. And don't just and don't settle. We don't have to settle ever. Ever in any profession, even coaches, nope, <laughs> NFL coaches don't settle. 
Alright, anyway, you've been listening to the urban sports scene. The Asian. Yeti. Deuces. Hey, Mega, lead us out, big homie. Deuces.